Good tune, Sage. Good tune. This has just the right amount of tang to come back in for the second hour. Oh man. Hmm. You're, you're Was going, that a stretch? You're, you're gonna you're gonna keep playing up this this name, aren't you? Turn it up just a little bit, Sage. <laughs> no, she say says it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, and she's like music, musical. So yeah, I. She is a singer. Yeah, that we haven't heard an example of yet. Maybe we could get the original Bangles to, to come in and maybe record and just say Jerome Tang over this beat. Maybe. I mean, we've got the cash. Are they still together? Probably not. The Bangles? Yeah. No. No, they aren't as a group per se, no. But Susanna still does perform. What's her name? Susanna, Susanna Hoffs. Yes. Well, what we heard earlier today in the press conference in the audio in hour one, it sounds like Jerome Tang could probably teach them a thing or two about a Bengal tiger. <laughs> They'd be like, a wildcat. Oh, we didn't care. Right. <laughs> uh, er- <laughs> earlier today, what a day it's been. Jerome Tang, his introductory press conference, which he just knocked out of the park. He killed it. He did a fantastic yeah. job. He had people in the palm of his hand. He had charisma. He was funny. He could be serious. He could talk to the team and give him a little bit of a little bit of a pump up speech, yes. a raw raw spirit, uh, without being over the top, being cool, calm, and collected. Saying some amazing things. He's not corny, you know. He's not corny, and you he can crack like kind of dad ish jokes and still be on the cool vibe, and that's good. That's good with me. Now. Before we get into so you know some stuff that was like kind of on the outside skirts of this press conference, it was you know it was talked about a little bit, but not anything logistic, like any names, a little bit of timetable, and that's about the assistance. Ah. Some names have been confirmed already by the K State media, and we could talk about those names here in just a minute. But uh, before we get to that, um, guys, have you ever heard of Dave Baker? No. Yes. So if you are a, a little bit of a K-State sports historian, or maybe if you're from the time, like Troy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Dave Baker broke the color barrier in the Big 8 as becoming the first black head coach in the Big 8, and he used to coach K-State baseball. Ah. As a matter of fact, there's only two people, from what I can remember, uh, two people – no, actually, let me take that back. He's the only one. When it came to me being at the game at a baseball game, and I make an announcement about somebody being here, Dave Baker's the only one I've ever seen get a standing ovation from the entire stadium. Right on. Deservedly so. Absolutely. But Dave Baker, he coached here for six seasons, and he was at today's press conference. He lives here in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Works with Um, the uh, Douglas Center. There you go. I know. I know. Okay. Yes, I know him. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, so K State Athletics tweeted out this video earlier today. I, I believe it's on the K State men's basketball Twitter account. I was very moved by this. So you have the first ever black coach in K State and Big Eight history there interacting with the first ever black K State head men's basketball coach of K State. About a minute long, and here was that uh, here was that brief conversation. Coach Baker. Yes, Coach Tang. How are we Congratulations. doing? Congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good today. Oh man, guys. I feel good today. What a blessing. 
It is a blessing. It's been 45 years since I was here. Wow. I'm still living here in town. Okay. But uh, today, uh, today is just, I can't, even, I can't even express it. That's how good I feel. And thank you. I just, just you know, thanks for working out. Oh, really thank well. you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. You, you come see me, and I'll come see you. Uh, I lean on you. I appreciate you. You you let you you paved the way for me to have a chance. Well, there was many the pavement before me. Yeah. So I just did what I could do and I'm just tickled death and happy that you're here. Thank you. Okay. Yes sir. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. That chill. It, it gives you goosebumps. <laughs> like and that's just you're you're just hearing it. Yeah. I, I think it's it, it's better if you can see it. You can see the emotion on both of their faces. Um, and how much it meant f- mm-hmm. for Dave Baker, also how much it meant for Jerome Tang, for that interaction. I have spent some time this week away from sports, watching the confirmation hearings that have been going on on Capitol Hill for Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, and the involvement of her family in those hearings and her parents specifically and the discussion about the paved way that they presented for her family for her brothers and for her and i get a similar vibe in hearing that discussion they know they understand people of of these ages understand what their parents went through in that time in our country and the challenges that were faced and that they still worked exceptionally hard to ensure that their children got the best opportunity as possible and that those who came behind them got the best opportunity as possible and those that have gotten those opportunities love to speak on that and i i I think that I got a feeling that that Coach Tang and and Dave are going to be having a lot of conversations coming up. Now I can't remember if it was actually during the press conference, if it was in the breakout with the media that we'll hear in the next segment. Um, but there was at a time where he mentioned about you know the kind of hard work he had to put in. Like yes. nothing was ever handed to him. Yes, his dad is half black, half Chinese. His mom is Indian. He was born in Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And then moved to St. Croix and then moved to the United States. So his whole family, including him, are immigrants. And nothing has been handed to him. Nope. He had like he mentioned to the team that where he got to, which is now, which is now being the head coach of K State basketball, he had to earn everything. Nothing was handed to him. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. It's just a fantastic example of working your ass off to get somewhere big. For some, it can happen very quickly. For some, it takes decades of hard work, being a good coach, proving yourself that you're pretty good at your job to reach a top level. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I think he's one of those people, too, that a lot of guys would come in and put in 19 years as an assistant at a top program and go – why aren't the offers rolling in? Or like, I'm, I, I deserve a shot. And he knows you don't deserve anything. You have to work for it and you have to earn a shot. And he feels lucky to have that because he knows how hard he's had to work. And I, I can't wait for him to get to work. He made the reference to 
the discussion in the Bible about God and blocking. Be perfectly honest right now, and given the way that the last three years have gone in my life, I need to take heat on that. <laughs> because he's got a much better attitude about it than what sure, I have sure. had. And, you know, bless him for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not someone who's tremendously steep in faith at this point, but... You know, you look at that, and he's got his he's got his heart and he's got his mind set in the right directions. Yes. And things like hearing that approach today point out the direction that he wants to go with this program, and it all sounds so tremendous right now, doesn't it? It does. They done good, didn't they? Well, let me add a little bit to what has been feeling like a tremendous start for Jerome Tang at K-State. Earlier today, he talked a big game. Yes. He had a great press conference, but he capped it off, and he talked with Wyatt later on in the uh, Learfield broadcast here on K-Man about how we're here to elevate. We're not to rebuild. We're here to elevate, and it's going to happen quickly. We're not going to have to wait long. It's going to be a quick turnaround. And I thought that was that was big game he was talking. A lot of confidence that was oozing out. Now, what it's been reported on quite a bit in the last day or two are two names that are said to come into K-State to work under Jerome Tang. The first name that popped out was Yurik Malagy, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, an assistant coach at Texas. It does not make sense, at least to me, that an assistant coach would leave Texas to come up to Manhattan, Kansas mm-hmm. for the same position. That does not make sense in my world of being a, a K-State fan all my life. It just doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no. But it goes back to the little tease I gave earlier was that right now Drum Tang is swinging for the fences. He has guys that he wants to come, wants to bring here, and he's doing it right now. If it, you know, if if it does come to fruition, which I'm pretty sure it is, Casey right. hasn't officially announced it yet, but it's been reported on quite plenty. Now he spent a couple of years with Chris Beard. He was with Chris Beard, obviously this year, and a couple of years over at Texas Tech. And I think it's fair to say that he is a recruiting heavyweight in the state of Texas. Yes. Now, not only has he been to Texas Tech, he's been to Texas A&M, SMU, Houston, Stephen F. Austin, and. Uh, I think this is supposed to be UTSA. Maybe I deleted the S, but I believe it's UTSA. Is it not? Troy? I think I think it's UTA. UTA? Uh-huh. Arlington. Oh, that's right. He's an Arlington guy. I should know that. He's from Arlington, Texas. He is a Texas guy. He's only 37 years old. Oh. He's had all these stops. He has a decade and a half of assistant experience at such a young age. And he is a big part of why Texas Tech had a top 20 recruiting class mm-hmm. a few years ago mm-hmm. that had Mac McClung who was one of the uh, he was a top player in the Big 12 um, you, you might remember as well that um, Marcus Santos Silva was also in that recruiting class mm-hmm. McClung averaged 15 and a half points a game a year after that Terrence Shannon Oof. is a part of that recruiting class that he was a, a part of bringing in at Texas Tech and you might recall which I'm, you, you probably don't, but I'll tell you. ESPN named Malagy 
in their 40 under 40 list uh-huh. of rising stars in college basketball at number 13 Ooh-wee. in the 2020 season. Now, that was Texas Tech. The one year at Texas. Transfer portal. How important is that these days? The big. transfer portal. It is big. Well, you know what he was a part of and a big part of? Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen coming from Utah comes mm-hmm. to Texas. He's a leading scorer, leading rebounder, and leader in assists. A heavy hitter right away. Thank you to Yurik Malagy, who is reported to come to K-State. Yes! And recruit for the Cats, teach the Cats, <laughs> get them better. And he's a part of this rising elevator of elevation. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to close that. I wanted it to be good. The rising elevator of elevation, I think, sounds wonderful. I was really... I hope it's a rocket ship. That's right. There you go. There we go. I really was impressed with Texas. Up until the last few minutes of that Purdue game, they are super athletic and they're fast and the defense is just squeezing people. I can't wait to get some super athletic people here, too. So Inside Texas was the first to report on Yurik Malagy coming to K-State. They also listed that he has recruited and or coached 18 NBA players Wow! during his time. Wow. He's 18. 37. He's 37. Wow. Yeah, we'll that's you. pretty good work. Yep. Another name that's been thrown out there, and it sounds like he is coming here as well, just hasn't officially been announced by K-State yet, but again, a lot of reporting on it, is assistant coach Jareem Dowling of mm-hmm. North Texas. He was a guy I didn't know a whole lot about. Uh, so I had to go do a bunch of research in a short amount of time, so hopefully this is coherent. But he's been with Grant McCaslin for six years. That started at uh, Arkansas State, then transferred over to North Texas. Now, for those that don't know, it sounds like Grant McCaslin is going to SMU. Right. And so leaving North Texas. So that marriage looks like it's going to break apart there. Uh, but he has worked with Jerome Tang as they've been a part of the excuse me, U.S. Virgin Islands team. Uh, He's a native of the U.S. Virgin Islands, and uh, they worked on the uh, Virgin Islands Basketball Federation and uh, the national team they they, they coached together. That's just from my quick research. So I'm sorry I don't know more about him, but it was kind of a quick thing. However, I do know that he is also a pretty solid recruiter. Mm -hmm. He landed uh, Javion Hamlet, who was a 2020 Conference USA Player of the Year, Roosevelt Smart, who is the, is the single-season scoring record holder at North Texas. So, yes. again, another example of great recruiting that it sounds like is coming to K-State yes. for the future and uh, going to make this team just a tad bit better, if not a tad bit, a whole lot better. Yeah. I mean, that is a great start for Jerome Tang. Again, it, it, we'll see if it comes to fruition. Just what the reports say. I'm sure it's true. I'm sure our folks out there know what they're doing. But it's it feels like it's almost too good. Are we waiting for the bad news? What's the bad news? Other things shoe. Just, the other shoe to fall. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that way. It's a great start, but it's a great coach, and we're lucky to have him. Yes. Uh, speaking of Jerome Tang, we're going to hear from him next as this is audio you guys probably haven't heard yet, and that was from his media breakout session after his press conference. That's coming up next on The Game. So I feel like before the break, I really butchered what I was talking about when it came to the national team and coaching together with Dream Dowling. So I went back and I got the exact verbiage of what I was trying to read earlier. <clears throat> so 
they spent better than seven uh, off seasons together with the the Virgin Islands Basketball Federation, and they were coaching the junior national teams. They got two silver medals, a bronze medal in international competition. There you go. I thought I butchered that earlier. I was like, I need to go back and make sure I got that correct. You, Again, you did. I did like a two minutes of research. Uh, like Two minutes of research I probably should have taken an hour for. Uh, so I apologize about that. But I did read here what's pretty cool is that uh, Dowling was um, – he served as uh, – Tang served as Dowling's officiate when he married his wife uh, three years ago. So how about that? That's oh, pretty cool. So they are close. if you're getting married and you need an officiant or officiant, <laughs> do you put, do you put it a officiant? Uh, I was like, do I need to put a, a accent on there? Yeah, officiant. 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 Oh, boy. Uh, contact uh, Jerome Tang. Dude, that uh, I'm in, man. Renew my <laughs> vows right now. Well, Troy, how many years have you been married? Uh, 22. So th- in three years, get remarried at 25. You, I mean, he, he, the wheels are turning. He's already. I know he's stuff. like, hmm. And maybe you'll get that K-Man discount. You know. You know the nice thing about when my <laughs> folks celebrated, yeah, DJ. when 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 my folks celebrated their fiftieth, they specifically asked for no big celebration. We did the family vacation in Breckenridge. That was it. We were happy with that. That, I mean, was that doesn't good. sound that, that was, bad. Yeah, that sounds awesome. No, I'm I'm just saying in terms of you know specific. <laughs> So, you know, 25 eh, will probably be understated. <laughs> yeah. Going Jerome right along Tang with. on the air. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was uh, more to this drum tank press conference after it got done. Uh, Case had allowed us media to have a little breakout session. We had Gene Taylor, we had uh, Marquise Noel, Ish Masood, um, Nigel Pack. Uh, Marquise Noel, as a matter of fact, has told the media that he plans on coming back next season. So that's one that uh, is a thumbs up. Now, for the other two mentioned, uh, they, they didn't give exact answers. They didn't uh, say yes or no to that question. Mm-hmm. But we also got to talk just media one-on-one with Jerome Tang. And this is what took place earlier today. Enjoy. What's a few of the first things you want to accomplish here? Uh, I want to... Well, you know, I want to touch base with the players. Really, I want to build it inside out. So I want to take care of home first. So touch base with the players, hire staff, you know, figure out what it is that we need, and then then, then recruiting. And Nigel Pack was a first-team All-Big 12 player. Just thoughts on his game after seeing the last two years? Oh, he was a, a terror to scout and to try and figure out how we're going to slow him down. And uh, he's a terrific player. He brings great energy, looks like a tremendous teammate, and, you know, uh, I'm looking forward for the opportunity to coach him. Coach, you mentioned staff and assistants. Any timetable on that? Uh, Hopefully in the next week. What's your message in the living room to recruits? And if you want to play in front of the best fan base in America, we got it. You want to play in the best league in America, we got it. You want to compete against the best players in America, we got it. You know, that's what we're going to tell them. With your staff, what are there specific things you're looking for as far as recruiting uh, areas or expertise in certain areas? Or no, I, I feel like um, we're going to be able to attract some of the best assistants in the country uh, with that have great experience, good bas- great basketball teachers, and 
but the, the thing I'm really looking for is high character guys who love the student athletes and are great communicators. In the press release that K-State put out is the first black head coach in program history, only the fourth in K-State history in any sport. What, is, what does that mean to you? That actually gave me goosebumps when someone that I'm really close to called to tell me about it as I was trying to research the job. And But, you know, my dad is half black and half Chinese. My mom is Indian. I was born in Trinidad. I was raised in St. Croix. I grew up in Texas. I lived in Minnesota for a while. This saying that I become all things to all men if by some mean I might win some. So I got a little bit of everything in me. So <laughs> um, That is pretty cool. It is pretty cool to be a part of history and uh, be able to leave a legacy for my kids. But I got to make sure that it's a great legacy and not one, you know, so we got to get players and we got to win. Marquise Noel just told me that he kind of had thoughts with like crazy offseason about looking elsewhere, but when he saw that you were hired, it was a no-brainer to stick around. What does that mean to you, just that he has that confidence in you and that he wants to stay back and play for you? Man, that's awesome. It is awesome to hear. It is, uh, you know, it, it's really cool when people believe in you, even like before they really get to know you. And, and that's just a testament to what we were able to do at Baylor and the reputation that was developed. And, and uh, when we competed against these teams, these kids got to see who we were and what we were about. So I'm excited about this. I guess I'm probably about your age and uh, grew up here. And when I was a kid, K-State used to beat KU routinely. The last 30 years, that has hardly ever happened. And that's a, that's a big deal to K-State fans. You got this juggernaut 90 miles down the road. So how do you beat them? I, I didn't get hired to beat Kansas. I got hired to win a Big 12 championship. Okay, so at Baylor, we would say we could lose to Kansas twice and win the Big 12 conference if we beat everybody else. So we're not going to get up for one game a year or two games a year. We're going to get up for every game, and we're going to treat every opponent with the type of respect that they deserve, and they're going to get our best, best foot if... What, what happens in the outcome will be the result of the work that we put in. and But that's not going to be our Super Bowl. I know you've got strong connections recruiting guys in Texas. Do you have any up here, Kansas City, Wichita, anything around the area yet that you can draw on? Um, if I don't have it, the people I, I uh, hire will. And so I think we're going to be covered there. But we did have this one kid named Ishmael Wainwright who plays for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So, so we've had some success in this area. Coach, you woke up today, you got to put the power cat on, the purple tie. How's it feel? Awesome. I mean, like, like awesome. Purple is my wife's favorite color, so, like, I won. Like, you know what I mean? So, this is awesome. Coach Bill Self said that you left a voicemail for you. Uh, what did that entail, and what's your relationship with him? Uh, you know, I, I, have, I have a great admiration for Bill Self. Um, we would, if somebody, when I was at Baylor, and I'll say it right now, if somebody said who was the hardest guy to prepare for uh, at Baylor, it was Bill Self. And uh, you, if you meet Bill for the first time in an elevator, you'll walk out of the elevator feeling like he's, you're his best friend and he's your best friend. He just has a great way of connecting with people. And Coach Self has always been very complimentary of me uh, along the way. And he left me a wonderful voice message. And uh, he was funny as all get out. He said, oh, hell, I got to listen to it. It's a great day to be a Wildcat. <laughs> you know, but he's just a terrific man. 
Well, I, I suppose if you ever run into Bill Self, <laughs> and uh, if you if you if there's one thing you could say to him, would it be this? It's a great day to be a Wildcat. At that level, yeah. volume. Screaming at yeah. him. Yeah, if I hit him in a well, elevator. You've been hanging out too much with that Jerome Tang fella. I'd go, hey, you, are you, well, you're in the elevator uh, uh. of elevation, punk. And it's a great day to be. And just scream it. Get crazy on him. Yeah, that's what I would do. Well, guys, what do you say? Let's get to a number one song of the day. Works no? for me. Can we just keep playing more Jerome Tang clips? Is that cool, or what's the story All right, there? What's as we, the time? As we go to break, I'm going to play a random clip that we haven't played yet. <laughs> Jerome Tang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I figured that was the number one song of the day. <laughs> Here is a random clip from today's press conference we haven't heard yet. Here we go. The same way our guys are going to get it, like, uh, trust my work. Right? It's not about on the day if you're making shots or not making shots. You got to trust your work. When you put in the work, you can go out there and play confidently. And uh, the only reason I'm here is because I work hard. Then, you know, my parents are immigrants. I'm an immigrant. You know, nobody handed us anything. And uh, we just outwork people. And when you outwork people, they either make excuses about why they're losing to you or they, you know, you know, they got to give you credit, and we're going to get credit because we're going to be able to step out on the court and trust the work that we put in. Satisfied? Love it. This is good stuff. Go ahead. Play another one. Play two or three. I, let, let, me, let me just say this as we, uh, we wrap up the Jerome Tang discussion. We, we briefly talked about it off year that, uh, that K-State, you know, the, the, academ- or the, uh, the academic slash – Athletics year is not over yet. K-State no. baseball mm-hmm. is, of course, trying to do something special this year. Next year, Oof. I mean, the it looks like an amazing year for K-State athletics. Mm-hmm. Sure does. So, of course, there's hype around football, but you know, every, the, the main three have stars, right? You have Deuce Vaughn, mm-hmm. who people are going to come out and see, and that's going to be a lot of fun to mm-hmm. watch him once again mm-hmm. in his junior year. Mm-hmm. Women's basketball, Aoka Lee coming off a historic year. Yoki. And you know that team is going to be taking a, a step up Stacked. after a round of 32 finish in the uh, NCAA tournament. And then men's basketball has brand new hype, hype that might haven't, ha- it may not have been this kind of hype ever. <laughs> Maybe since Bob Huggins. Sure. You know, that one year he was here, like Bob Huggins, like, how the, how the hell do we get that guy? That's nuts. Well, now Drum Tang has completely brought the fan base back together. And just by him talking, by him being himself, mm-hmm. has made fans fall in love with him. There's a lot of trust there. Mm-hmm. So you have him, you have Nigel Pack. There's your star player. And whoever he brings in in the next six months. Marquise Noel is what. Don't forget about the gunner. Himself. Well, of course, Marquise Noel. You don't know, forget about the pound for pound, one of the best players in the backcourt in, in the Big 12. I just, I think Jerome Tang is going to have a really solid um, feel and grasp on social media and how that can help out a program and build a lot of hype. And I'm just, I'm scared for myself and other KC fans as we will have an entire offseason of fantastic social media posts that are going to leave us frothing at the mouth and ready for this. I can't wait. Yeah, the, the, this spring, this summer, it's just oh going to be nothing God. but teasing. Oh, my God. Nothing but teasing. November can't get here oh. soon enough. Because, 
He can do a whole lot of talking in this amount of time. It's true. But, of course, I think he's going to live up to the hype. I think he will, That's too. the gut feeling. That is the gut feeling. All right, your number one song of the day next. We've had such a fun, positive show. I needed something that sucked. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry, Paul Young, but this sucks. This blow. I mean, sorry, but yes. This is just from Skip. 1985. Every time you go away, by Paul Young, one week at number one. Every time you go. Away. Singer, songwriter, musician God. from Lutton, England. Did not know he was English. That explains today. a lot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ritz. <laughs> Even though we had, you know, four of them on a couple of days ago. Yeah, literally. Here's the chorus. Sage? Is this on the mannequin soundtrack? No. <laughs> Troy, no, actually. Actually, Can no. you name a song on the mannequin soundtrack? Yeah, there's that. There's a very famous um, Jefferson, isn't it? Jefferson Starship. It's Starship, yeah. Oh, boy. They have, uh, what is it? Uh, somebody on Twitter answered for us. You're already all over us all the time anyway. So he was formerly the front, front man for a short-lived band called Cat Cool. And Cool Cats. <laughs> he also is in a band called Street Band and Q-Tips. Oh, my God. I mean, just the lamest names you could think this of. This guy right? keeps getting... You know oh. how we keep going, dang, this guy gets better and better as we talk about it. This guy gets worse and worse as we talk Sage? about it. Sage? Well, you didn't even mention that the Cat Cool and the Cool Cats is all spelled with a K. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No Z at the end, though. Dang. Cool Cats and the Cat Cools. Oh, give me a break, Paul Young, you moron. Uh, there's only there's only one group of cool cats, and you'll find them right here in Manhattan, Kansas, or the surrounding area. Maybe go. in Western Kansas, there's alumni uh, all over the place. Oh boy, um, that mannequin song. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Easy, sorry. Easy. If you sing too much, we owe people money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to remember though that this song was two years older than the movie. Oh man. Okay, so even cheesier. What is, this has got to be in some kind of soundtrack. He was also, so in 92, 93, he, he formed a Tex-Mex band. Oh, no. Los Pacaminos. Who bleep? He was trying to be the Texas Tornadoes. And I'm not talking about Carrie Von Eric. <laughs> <laughs> DG's the only one that is going to get that reference. Absolutely. I thought that was Tito Santana's nickname. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they were in a tag team together, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 that's right. Nothing's going to stop us now, Starship. Reach number one. Oh. Wow. Hmm. But this is a really... I don't know if I've played that yet. I really like how you described this. Like You're like, hey, this has been a great day. All the Jerome Tang stuff. Plus our two interviews, Pete Hughes and Jeff Minnies, thank them. It's been awesome. We needed something to bring us down to reality. You know, that there are crappy things in life. For Paul Young, it's from his second studio album called The Secret of Association. Lame name. So, this song is actually not his. This is a cover. 
This song was originally done by Hall and Oates. What? And they were like, they never. Boy, re- that blue. It was. It, it, it was on their their. Uh, it's, it's listed here as their duo '80s album. They didn't. Re- it was on uh, Voices, and they did not release it as a single. And then, uh, oh, Paul Young, he comes in and records, and he gets a hit out of it. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's the movie this song is in. Planes, trains, uh-huh. and automobiles. Is okay. it really? Yes. Troy, get on that. Let's double check. Maybe Sage, whoever, whoever <laughs> can be, who can get there first, you'll earn a point. Uh, what else is in? This, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the big reason, uh, I, the the big finale here of number one song of the day. Uh, so this song actually is uh, one of the biggest hits with a grammar error. And that is the title of this song. So it is. Yeah, it is in there. Every Very time it should be Very pushed good, together. No, no, no. It should be separated. Oh. Every time as one word is incorrect. <gasps> it should always be every space time. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Sage looks like she doesn't believe me, but. Uh, Sage, she comes, she goes to New York and goes to the Met, and all of a sudden she yeah, knows everything. She knows perfect grammar, perfect um, posture. Actually, as she pushes up her glasses. All of a sudden has these recommendation on pizza places. <laughs> Did you get some good pizza while you're in uh, NYC there, Sage? Um, not pizza, but he did take me to a few places in like Hoboken for um, Italian, just general Italian food that he liked. Right on, Hoboken. He probably feels really cultured. Um, yeah, Jew. no doubt that is the height. No, I won't make fun because I have never been anywhere in my whole life. Troy, you actually like this song. Uh, I'm just going to clarify for you. The version on plane, trains, and automobiles was redone. It's called Blue Room. Is the name of the group. That performed it. Oh, how many people did this well, song? Uh, oh, no, Gloria it's... Gaynor, Blue Room, George Benson and Al Jarreau, <laughs> Susan Wong, Lennon Stellan, and Kevin Garrett, uh, and George Banton. Uh, Sounds I, like a lot uh, of folks one, that can't two, afford three. an apartment in New York City. I, I forgot George Banton did it because that was a classic. So I decided to pull up other songs that had grammar errors in their titles. Ah. Um, I can't get no satisfaction. I mean, you can of figure course, that one yeah. out. Um, ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah. Well, listen. Now, here's another thing. Raise your hand if a teacher has told you ain't is not a word, so don't say ain't. Ladies and gentlemen, ain't is a word. Is a word. Yes. It is a word. And but when, it's informal. Right. It's considered low class. Like no. hobos and Troy would say ain't. Ain't. Someone from hobo can say ain't. Guess what? When you say ain't no mountain high enough, I get exactly what you mean. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. Sage's boyfriend wouldn't be caught dead saying ain't. Thinking? I don't. Yeah, I feel like he has said it before, and I probably corrected it. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen that way. Uh, let's see what else is there. Brown eyed girl. There should be a hyphen between brown and I. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh. Let's see. Um, Can I just interject super quick? Seriously, Troy likes this song, and you kind of dumped on it a little bit. And no, we, we kind of. I, I don't be necessarily be like this song. It's just that it's catchy and it's from '85, so it's right in the wheelhouse. Uh, here's another one for you: Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves by Cher. Gypsies is spelled wrong. Whoa. Okay, if you're gonna call them gypsies, at least get the name right. They're called travelers. They they will mess you up. They will not be happy. But the Rome Romy people. If you know anybody from Ireland, yeah, ask them about gypsies. Yeah, I don't like them. They will be afraid to just talk about them. Yeah, it's weird. It's over weird. There. It's weird. It's different. All right, that's all I got. Um, let's take a quick break. I mean, Sage, you know what I'm talking about. 
Ask Us Anything with DG's next. Thirteen fifty KMAN. Um, wait, wait. Can I give you the Wayne's World countdown? Yeah. In five, four. Because I started doing it. Three. Thirteen fifty KMAN. It's me, DG. Hey, real Why'd quick. You flip him off. Yeah, that was oh, that, that was, was messed it was, up. It was index. Oh, okay. Whew, I thought you gave me. Would have been funny if I did. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to get through this one. Um, I want to say real quick. Shout out to Nick McNamara. It's it's Roma. The people, um, the gypsies. I I don't. Please don't like do the thinner thing to me and like uh, you know. I don't want another. Never mind. I'm scared to talk about it. Hey, what are you hilariously bad at? For me, it's a drawing of any kind. Oh, I I'm very bad at drawing. Man, this. my drawings look just. Brutal. Anything artistic that I'm not tracing, it's going to be bad. Yes. Anything athletic at this point. <laughs> oh, do people laugh? No. Okay, okay. I was going to say that. No, but, up. you know, bear in mind that back in the days that when Rusty's Last Chance had a basketball goal in the Outback that, you know, you, we'd play two on two and I was setting screens. They're coming through. Oh, you're going to go down the middle? Oh, Troy Coverdale's there to I end mean, that. I mean, I can set screens. Yeah, baby. You know, that, that's about it. Like, so. a, like hitting a Mack truck. <laughs> Sajay? Um, I have noodle arms. Even when I'm at, like, peak physical shape, <laughs> arms weak. Oh, no. So we don't. you're not throwing any passes no, or nothing? absolutely not. Oh, no. I'll add one to that. Like, I'm a gamer, but I'm, like, hilariously bad at anything on the Wii. I just don't have it. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't have the touch. I'll tell you this too. Um, I am really bad at Guitar Hero. I can, I have rhythm, like I can do, 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 but playing Guitar Hero it is. I, I have never wanted to throw a fake guitar through a window so bad. I think there's a video out there of Slash trying to play Guitar Hero. Oh, and oh, he's man. not doing any good. He's, he's not good. Really? I think I think it's Slash. Oh, I gotta look that up because I feel his pain, dude. That game sucks. Um, hey, um, if you had one wish from a genie and it couldn't be money or currency of any kind, what are you wishing from the genie? You know, it's funny you brought that up because somebody asked me the question not too long ago. Mm. They're like. Would you rather have a K-State National Championship in the next five years? Oh, no. This one? Or, or World Peace. Oh. I was like, K-State. wow. I mean, that is deep. K-State. But, of course, I said the right thing. Yeah. World, K-State Wildcats. World Peace? No. <laughs> K-State. I was like, K-State, there's no wish that's going to solve the World no, Peace. No, no, Let no, them no, figure no, it no, out no, on no, their no, own. Not a chance in hell. Yeah, I want a double natty champion, though. If I'm going to take no World Peace, I want a Double national championship. Football and basketball, and then go ahead, blow it up. I don't care. World peas, what you feed your daughter. World peas. She does love peas, though. With broccoli. Shout out to Sophia. Uh, Sasha, do you, know, do you have a wish? I mean, I just... Does success count like as money? Because I just kind of want success in my life. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that works. I think you're on your way, to be honest with you. You're educating yourself on vacations. You're doing great. You have one more quick one. Um, what's your favorite color? Purple, son. 
Uh, like, what you, the you have hell? to ask? Yeah! Red. Uh, no. Oh, purple. Thank you. I hate red. I, I do not like the color red. I dude, think it's a lame dude, color. Our, our, our wedding was purple and teal. Oh, that's you said that. You did say that. Which is a very... It's like an 80s-esque kind of color scheme. 98. Nice. Red doesn't stand for anything good. No. You're in the red, you're broke, right? Marinara. You owe somebody some money. Red, the color of stop signs, the color of stop lights. Nebraska. It just gets worse. (laughs) It just gets worse. All right, we're done. We're done for today. Thanks for joining us. You're great. You're great fans. You're a great crowd. We're back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Tip your waitress.